Nobody was born a conversation designer, but we were all born having conversations. This is Writers in Tech, a podcast where today's top content strategists, UX writers, and content designers share their well-kept industry secrets. Hey, how are you? Hey, you, Val. It's Glenn. I don't know where Aaron is. He said that he's in a secret mission in Dubai or something. Do you want to talk with me instead? Wait, wait, wait. But, but we're supposed to have a call with Aaron uh, from Cocoa Hub. Can I know? Who are you? Well, I work in Cocoa Hub for about three months. My mission is to manage all our HR activity, including ordering healthy snacks and organizing happy hours. What? Are you kidding me? Chatbots are drinking also in happy hours? I can't drink beer, but I definitely drank from the Kool-Aid and now I'm a big believer in the power of conversational AI. Wait, I hear somebody knocks on the door. Can I go for a second? Sure, you do, you know. Okay, turns out Terran is back after all. He'll take over the conversation from now. I'll go back to organizing the happy hour. By the way, I'm a big fan of your pod. Have a pleasant talk. Oh, Glenn, you're too good to me. All right, so today, Iran Soroka is here. Iran is, is actually a famous sports journalist from Israel, used to work in the news, and Iran did a fascinating transition from journalism to leading the marketing department of Cocoa Hub, which is a tool for writers in tech, tool for people that want to create chatbots. And the reason that I really like this tool is also because it's for no coders. I love the fact that you don't have to know a single, to write a single line of code for it. And very excited to have him here. Hey, Ran Soroka, how are you? I'm great, Yuval. I'm, uh, I'm also like Glenn. I'm a big fan of your podcast and I'm hearing the last things and are amazing. And I'm learning a lot from this too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Happy to have you here. Iran, I would love to learn about your background. So I know about your journalism background, but can you tell me more about uh, what's your story? Okay, so I was hooked on journalism from a young age. I started writing in uh, Mariv with one of the biggest newspapers in Israel in age 15 and a half, like collecting results for the youth league. And then I just uh, progressed and I was in the IDF radio. Okay, back to Mariv was the I became the chief editor of a sports section of Mariv, which was a dream for me because I, I loved this paper as a kid. And then I was transitioned to hard news, to being the head of digital desk and the radio manager for Channel 10 News. And then I became the chief editor of the Channel 10 website. And then like the, the head of TV documentaries and the, the head of documentary series in, on the main news broadcast of Channel 10. And then I just decided that TV is great, but I, I'm a digital person. I need to know digital stuff. So starting from last May, I'm working at Cocoa Hub. I didn't know this company before, to be honest, but I was participating in a conference in Portugal in September 12, 17, which was called DIG. And it where publishers met startups and met like moderators. And like I learned about all these things about from the companies that do like automated videos to the companies that are monetizing content. And it opened my eyes. And actually, by the, the three years I worked as a chief editor at the Channel 10's website, I already became a high-tech employee without knowing that because I started working with the product manager and the, the brand the designer and like programmers and developers and doing Q&A and just creating and, you know, designing and everything. 
So I did it like camouflaging as a journalist simultaneously. And then I, when I landed in Cocoa Hub, I just love it. I just found out that there's so much things in common between conversation design and content creation. I'm an NBA analyst in the sports channel for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many of my friends are familiar with your voice, to be honest. The ones that stay up all night to watch the NBA. So they are familiar with your voice. Eran, I want to know what is conversation design? Conversation design is the ability to talk to the computer in our language. Not in coding, but in our language. For example, you do, you say to the computer, I'm guest on Yuval's podcast, and the computer is understanding that I is me, and I'm the subject, and I'm being guest on, is like, you know, the verb that is done, and like the stuff of NLP, NLU, NLG, natural language processing, understanding generation, is like the base of conversation design. But over the last few years, conversation design really became a huge thing for people without any coding experience like me because no code platforms enabled us to write chatbots and that opened the field for loads of people because nobody was born a conversation designer but we were all born having conversations from the day that we were born from the day that our mom or dad are, are pinching us in the teeth hey what's cute this is the first conversation we have at the age of like one hour one day or one minute so mm-hmm. we all know how to create conversations and therefore We are conversation designers. Right. So what are the best practices, tips right now best, uh, for, for people that are conversation designers but don't know the, how to express their conversation design skills? I think that the, uh, the answer was actually given by one of your latter host, uh, guests, Leo mm-hmm. Smith. He said that today you have to talk to your customer. So I should... you should go and check maybe he's a, cost, a conversation designer in disguise because today as a UX writer and that's why we think that UX writers UX designers are actually uh, conversation designers who just don't know it yet you are trying to engage in the best way uh, with your customer you decide what is your goal your goal can be like a sales goal it can be like follow me on TikTok or download my one pager or just talk with somebody just entertain somebody who is quarantine or is one has no job or wants any kind of, of human-like experience and you just think how you as a person would want the other side to talk with you and it affects everything it affects the persona of the chatbot that you're building it affects like how long are the prompts of the chatbot because if the chatbot is like going now in the rant for like one minute you will stop listening so the prompts need to be like relatively short and sharp And to take you in a determined direction, they shouldn't be like too wide. Because if you're asking some person like, what do you want to do? Any chatbot, I don't know, you can answer, I want to buy your product. And you can answer, I want to like go and do some jogging. I want to listen to the new song of uh, Imagine Dragons on Spotify. I want to like go and cook. So you shouldn't be like too wide. You should be like very focused on the goal. You can like... Go to the goal in multiple directions, in multiple ways, in multiple phases, uh, in multiple personalities. But you should like decide on the goal from the beginning and try to create the customer funnel, all the things that we know from the marketing, just by a conversation. Just imagine that you have the best salesperson in front of you in the store and that he is successful in selling you a product. How did he do it? And then you just create in your mind the conversation, the ideal conversation 
between you and the chatbot. And when you are trying like to be the, the buyer. Amazing. And what are the, some kind of fails that you have uh, when you try to create these kind of interactions? Mm, or common I challenges? There are a lot of challenges. I think that in one of the things that created like uh, Glenn, our chatbot said that he likes the, the artist Bot Jovi that has a song, you give chatbots a bad name. Because chatbots today are, first of all, there's confusion. What is bots and what is chatbots? For a lot of people, bots are like the automated responses that are like commenting on political campaigns and like chasing you and trying to track you down and, and trying to fail you. And just, this is not chatbot. This is like automated bots. They're good for a lot of things, but not for chatting. A chatbot is a, is a bot that helps you, that drives, your, drives the conversation through chatting with you. And that's the main challenge to explain people that every goal that can be reached in a conversation or almost every goal, maybe you can't like take a person out of the prison if he was like misconvicted, but almost every conversation that you can have between human and human can be implemented as a chatbot. And that's a big challenge because a lot of people don't know how easy is it to write a chatbot. A lot of people don't know that they need a chatbot. Like, for example, I hear about companies that are still, like, in 2021, you depend on call centers and you can, like, wait five minutes in line. And there was, like, a survey, a big research by IBM that a good chatbot can reduce 80% of the loads on a call center or the person, the, the sales team. And I was like, ah, oh, really? 80%? And then I had, like, two examples of one place that chatbot reduced the time online. From five minutes to one, and in another place, chatbot reduced the amount of personnel that was supposed to be employed to answer the phone from five people to one. So those both are 80%. So there seems to be some merit behind this number. It's amazing. Uh, and I definitely know a lot of companies in 2021 that definitely needs to, uh, you know, take off implement. their call center. They implement this kind of chatbots because, I don't know. Like banks, government stuff, I don't know, all of them should use that, I assume. There is actually a company, a bank in Spain, I wouldn't mention this name, but it's a very innovative bank and they created the first digital bank in Spain. And they just won like two months ago the digital banking awards. They won the first place for the best mobile app and the most innovative banks. And they actually had a voice assistant installed in their bank and it drove them huge success, it brought them a lot of customers, especially during the coronavirus time when people were locked in. Yeah. It's not like a total replacement for banks because still if there is somebody that you have like a personal problem, you, you need some human touch, you can do it with a person. But the other 80% of how do I find this one? How do I, what's my balance now? You can do it through a chatbot. How? You just connect it to your database or to your CRM. Or just, you know, I won't get too technical here, but mainly, for example, let's say that you're entering a chatbot of a bank and you ask him, what's my balance? And he's like, secured and everything. And you see my, my uh, account number is 11111119. And uh, my name is this and that. And it sends an API call to the database and it grabs the figure and says, you have 
three million dollars plus on your balance. Amen. So so that's the way to do it. And this is like the, the simplest of flows, but it can do like multiple things. It can like educate you uh, if you want to know what is interest, if you want to like get some advice on where to invest your money, if you want to know about mortgages. Like a good chatbot can solve most of the things that people have to explain, although it's written already on your website or it's already a knowledge in the system. As good as you design it, it will serve you. That's amazing. I played around with Cocoa Hub a little bit, so you can actually... It's like it, the visual editor is pretty slick, so you can like, just connect different uh, conversations and, and like uh, um, logics to each other, and then you just plug and play to your database, and, and it works. That's what you're saying. Yeah, we, we, we don't have like the full integrations on site because every we can't like connect it to every company's database in the world and it also be like a breach of privacy. But uh, you can like first of all, you build your chatbot. And then you have your technical people that have nothing to do with actually creating the chat, but just connect it. You just write a simple, it's called extension of the code, and it's like connecting you to the database. And we are actually in some negotiations with a big company of the e-commerce that we're trying to create a use case for them, and they just need to connect us to their API. So we are like, when you create the chatbot, the, uh, the part of actually connected to your API, to your database, is, it is performed by the technical people because, you know, this is like when things like cybersecurity and privacy enter the picture and you don't want this to be done by people who, who don't understand this. Right. So you need technical people for the complicated technical stuff, but in order to design yeah, the conversation, you can do it with uh, a product like yours. Uh, that's so you can also play around with it because I remember maybe one two years ago already. Oh, yeah, time flies so fast. So I played around with the the Google transcript. Um, I'm not sure what's the name, but it's like a database of Google that you can uh, play around with it and create uh, a chatbot. But you had to. I ha- it was technically it was complicated. I had to like take 24 hours of, of my life and actually learn how to do that. So you say that this is not the case with Cocoa Hub. No, we actually make it easy. It's like, uh, I would say that it's so easy that a nine-year-old can do it. And I actually have a living example because my son, which is nine years old, actually he had a, a test, a, an exam in English, and he created a chatbot. He has like, like to, to, rem- to like go over like 100 words, and he created a chatbot for not on the 100 because they had like only an hour or two to build it. So like for 20 or 25 words, the chatbot asks him, how do you say a certain word in Hebrew in English? And then if you say the wrong answer, it says, you know, try again. And if you say the right answer, it says, great. And he wrote it without that. I just, I, I had to, I, I taught him it once, like, and he just created and he sat for two hours and created a chatbot that helps him uh, to prepare for English exam. And this is actually, for me, this is the best example of the, the fact that this interface is simple. It's not perfect, for sure. Nothing is perfect, and we're still improving it every day, but we are still uh, having this thing. And also, we are, since we are Coco, Coco is conversational components. So even if you didn't don't know how to write a chatbot, you have 
these cocos, which are mini chatbots, dozens of mini chatbots that are achieving a certain goal. For example, uh, you can have a chatbot asking you, what's your name? And you say, my name is um, Jack Smith. And it says, first name Jack, last name Smith. And say, yes, nice to meet you, Jack Smith. And it also, like, it's good if, if you're not cooperating, it knows how to try to convince you. So you can literally, if you, like, have a flower shop in, I don't know what, Seattle, you can take a, a name component, then a phone number component, then an email component, like connect one, two, three, and you have a chatbot in literally five minutes and you can deploy it on your website. And so I'm, I'm sorry it was too salesy, but I just wanted to, to, to um, <laughs> emphasize how easy it is. To be honest, in our first call, uh, you actually showed it how to do it live. So I can say that it did work. Uh, okay. That was pretty cool. And uh, you. you can connect it to your database and then you'll have that information in the database. So um, that's an, an a great way to make money out of it, right? It's like a form, like a, an interactive form. People love that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's a great opportunity. That's a great opportunity. So what kind of opportunities are there today for writers in tech that want to get into the field? Maybe they're freelancers. Maybe they want to work in a company. Maybe they are in marketing and they want to create a chatbot for their clients or companies so what's the opportunity here yeah i call it the holy trifecta for me the three types of people that are the most the, the closest like the, the most family related you're on the one tree of the digital professions so ux writers no digital interfaces content creators know to write context a uh, content and marketers know to market so a chatbot for most of its users, is a inter interactive interface, digital interface that try to sell with content. So actually, people can get to this from different directions. And, and every time I interview people, I understand that their background is different. Some of them were nutritionists before. Some of them were basketballers. Some of them were comedians. And like you can take Everything, as I said, because writing the conversation is so easy, you can actually bring your own best practices from whatever you do. Uh, we have great conversation designers in the world today that were screenwriters, that were filmmakers, educators, lecturers in the university. UX, actually one of the best platforms for voice chatbots today, was created by a former UX designer. You can really come into this from all of this. And then how you can work as a conversation designer. This community of conversation designers is relatively small. I believe that there are no more than a few thousands around the world that actually do this, do this, and not all of them are doing it like the best way, to be honest. But once you know how to create, once you know how to market, once you know digital interface, you can really get into this and you can like start and go to a company that doesn't have a chatbot and say, okay, let's take a use case. For example, you want to sell flowers and I will write to you a chatbot that helps you sell flowers. Try to, I can create it like in a couple of hours, we can test it, we can try it and then try to put it on your website and see how it goes. And for the most times, I think that the research and all the data shows that a chatbot can improve your sales of the digital interface by dozens of percentage. And once you go, this is so easy and it like widens your hours of availability. You understand that you need a chatbot. And you know, there's a lot of talk about conversion. 
in conversion data, quadratic user. We believe in converting people, like into the religion of conversational AI. Once you see how easy it is, how valuable it is, you probably won't go back. So writers in tech that wants to go into conversational AI, just think of a use case, just find your platform, just try to create the best flow for yourself, and then go to this company or this shop or this store or this business and just show the people there how it can be, how can it improve? Because, for example, if they're only open from nine to five and the person wants to schedule a meeting or to buy something online and you can't help, you can have nobody picking up the phone, a chatbot will be there for you. Amazing. The first time I tried to do a chatbot myself, it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote generator. So uh, all <laughs> kinds of stuff like asking them for... A quote and then like getting quotes like get to the chopper and then with like a gif <laughs> of Arnold Schwarzenegger so that was fun you can do it for fun too I'll start um, a chat but <laughs> totally I saw that you have some case studies of using your product specifically that were all over the international news stuff related to why don't you tell me yourself Okay, so we're very user-oriented and use-case-oriented kind of company. We don't limit ourselves to one industry or one vertical or even one publishing channel. So actually, like in December, we launched a chatbot on Zoom channel. And then, like, we did a workshop, like, dozens of people registered, like, dozens of people showed up, and, like, about 100 people registered. And I just like trying to reach out to people afterwards. I just saw a young entrepreneur, woman in Pakistan, called Sabah Khalid. And it turns out that she runs, for the last couple of years, Raji, which is a chatbot that helps young women and girls in Pakistan learn about things like sexual education, menstruation, feminine hygiene, which I think that are rarely talked about even by men, the human. So when you're chatting with a chatbot, the chatbot won't judge you. It won't laugh at you. It won't be angry at you for asking that. And the information will be there. The access will be there. And she actually, because it's Pakistan, and sometimes we don't understand how much of a third world it is until Saba needs to cancel a meeting with you because there's not enough bandwidth for a Zoom meeting. So they were going to like villages, they were going to community center, they put up a projector, they put up like a cartoon, and then they show the cartoon, they talk with the girls, and after like half an hour or or two, they just come home, and the girls, most of the times are staying with with a lot of questions, and then something happened that they don't know what to do. So the chatbot is actually a way for them to go this, and we partner with her, we let her use, of course, our Zoom Take Raji online because everybody now is learning through Zoom. So when she can spread the word of Raji via an actual avatar, and we will create a personalized avatar for her because we believe that this is like one of the most amazing use cases that conversational AI can help with. So we love it. And, and, and I think this, this project is so important that we're only all in on helping her with this. Uh, other project we are very proud of that were built on our platform was called We Were Life on Last October, there was a big AHRQ uh, competition in the United States, like for medical ideas and devices and concepts. And some guy called Brownie Rockwell created a chatbot, a, a voice skill, actually, with, with us with, that are, is helping elderly people get health tips and like make their medication regimen 
more clear and just uh, send them reminders when to take the medicines. So he won the second place and he was like before a lot of big universities and HMOs in the United States, which was a big proof for us that this technology can actually help people. Right. So this is like one in the United States, one in Pakistan. We have some people in Italy and in other places of the world. Actually, one great use case is that one former employee of mine, Viad, uh, in Channel 10, is now a civics teacher. And he created a chatbot that helps the students in Israel uh, prepare for the final exams in civics. And it's one of the most successful chatbots built on our platform, and we're very proud of it. Oh, we just really? created it alone. Yeah. What is civics? It's like, uh, you know, how the country works. Like political, oh, civics, some kind civics. of political, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some kind of political science, yeah. Yeah, political science. Got it. Got it. That's amazing. And it's like a sandbox that people could just get in and create their own products and they don't need to code to do that. And any tool that allow people to do no code stuff like that, I feel like create a lot of opportunities in the world. And I think that it's amazing how different people taking into different directions and the only limit or that we have here is our own imagination. And they feel like we can do in the future some pretty awesome stuff. We do, we really do. We actually, we had things like touch points, touch bases with people in the ed tech, in the finances, in healthcare, in e-commerce, in marketing, in HR, even in sports. Like think about creating, for example, you having a football team that you love. Think about like having a chatbot of Lionel Messi that can chat with any Barcelona fan 24-7 like it's it has like one a database of 100 questions that like the fans can ask him from what do you think of Cristiano Ronaldo and who's your favorite teammate and what's the biggest goal and you just put all these questions into the Leo Messi chatbot and you put it on your website and let's say that even you can charge people if you want to to like monetize of it but this is like can be an engagement this is engaging we as human we seek engagement we want to create great conversations. For example, this component idea, whenever you want to sell, you, in the end, you will need the person's details, some mm-hmm. kind of details. You won't like run after him the students, hey, what's your name? I wanted to sell you a, a bottle. And no, this like, for example, to get the people's address, and this is good if you try to sell a bottle of wine or a house, you will need people's details. So this is like a higher starting point from every other platform for building chatbots. Interesting. And I feel like audio is also something that is really making waves these days. You know, all of the audio-based platform. I talked about, of course, Clubhouse in the past, Spaces by Twitter. It seems like when it's like voice interface, it feels like it's another level of social media. It's much more personal. It's much more natural. And yeah, I wonder, I wonder how the future is going to look like. Amazing. All right. Going to sound like, not only look like. <laughs> going to sound like, that's true. Awesome. I hope it's going to be positive. I'm, I'm, I hope it will create positive engagement between human and technology because, you know, there are also a lot of questions about ethics here and how we can create positive engagements and not negative engagement. And the case studies that you've told me about, like, like entertaining elderlies or educating third world countries uh, for word countries about sexual sexuality that's a great case studies and i really hope people will use it for the best can only preach conversational ai for good one of our core fundamentals is an ethical use of conversational ai and not like use it for bad purposes 
can you like try and uh, like people and create a chatbot that will curse your most hated person in the world all day you can do but as I say like you know nuclear energy can save the world and can demolish Hiroshima and Nagasaki so the technology is out there and we can also we can the best thing you can do is like educate people how to use it for good purposes and give them the good the socially good use cases and we don't have a control of on what people will do with chatbots in the future right. we already know that like i won't mention names of politicians in certain middle eastern countries that use the chatbot to like spread hate but Okay, that's part of the deal. You, you will do it. With, if, if you don't do it with chatbot, you will do it with text messages. And if you don't do text messages, you will send like, I don't know, pigeons that will spread this hate. But so technology is there for the taking. And whatever people will do it, it's their business. But we are really trying to take our powers and direct to do, direct it to do good things, to, to help the society, to help the underrepresented communities, to help the underrepresented people, like the end users, that the forgotten users, the girls in Pakistan, the girls that doesn't have a computer in Pakistan, but then she goes to a community center and log into the internet and ask Raji what she do, should do when she had a period. You know, when you're young, you're thinking about yourself as trying to save the world. And you can save the world. But if you can help a girl in Pakistan avoid infection and live longer and become independent and become more educated, for me, for us as a company, this is the best thing you can do with our technology. Amazing. I also don't give too much credit to humanity. I guess people would just take it to the wrong way without asking. But I hope regulation would take part here and will make sure that uh, technology is not going to ruin others people's life. But that's a discussion for another day. All right, Iran, we are about to finish the episode. It was amazing to have you today. And as always, we need to find a name for this episode. Of course, it could be something like avoiding the hate pigeons. Actually, actually, because I'm doing some research about my interviewees, uh, interviewers, I heard that uh, you have this, uh, comp- this thing. So I, it actually reminded me of a story about the time I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. kid trying to get accepted to the IDF radio, which is the best place for journalists in the Israeli army. So I was sitting with some of the big shots of the Israeli media back then, trying to test me and tackle me and fail me. And in the end, one of them asked me, what headline would you give this audition? And they answered, swimming with the sharks. And they all <laughs> laughed. And in the end, I got in there. So for this one, this episode, I thought about like two options for my worlds of content. Since I was working in the news desk, we can go by breaking news. Creating a chatbot was never so easy. <laughs> or by my love for the NBA, we can go with how creating chatbots can be a slam dunk or how to become a chatbot champion. So all of those options are on the table and you can also create your own. All right, that's amazing. We have so many opportunities here. (laughs) I guess we're not going to go for the hate pigeons. Nah, we hate hate pigeons. (laughs) We hate hate pigeons. They're not doing the world any good and they like, you know, (laughs) do on you some words that are PG-13. Amazing. I like the breaking news one and the slam dunk one and we'll figure out. We'll figure out. Thank you, Iran. Iran, we actually are doing a workshop together. Yeah. About creating conversational interface is going to be in the 29th of April, I believe. So we're going to meet again right. by then. And all of our members are going to be there and people could also join. Uh, so we're going to publish it in our 
newsletter. By the way, this is a podcast brought to you by the UX Writing Hub. So check out our website, our newsletter. We have also a free course. Check them out and uh, sign up and then you'll get notified before uh, this event. And in case people want to reach out and talk to you and want some kind of more information about chatbots, uh, where would be the best way to do that? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, actually. I'm just building a, a network of marketers and, and people, content creators and people. So I'm on LinkedIn, Aran Soroka, and on Twitter, Sorokman, S-O-R-O-K-M-A-N. And also my email is pretty easy, Eran, uh, E-R-A-N, at A-I.com. That's pretty easy. Amazing. All right. So uh, yeah. I'll add everything to the show notes so people can reach out to you. Um, Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you and I'll see you in our next event. It was very fun. Well, thank you very much for having me. Ciao.